This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... There's towns in the regions that depend on public service wages. You've got mm-hmm. a town like Ivanhoe, which is pretty much 100% dependent on public service money. Yeah. You put money in there, suddenly a local cafe can survive. Absolutely. There would be businesses to go under because of this pay cut. We take a look at the newly released New South Wales budget. We are here with the PSAs, Jason Mountney and Laura Moss. Uh, you were both ch- obviously checking out the details of the, of the budget. Can you fill us in on how it affects our members? They're spending big, but they're not spending on the people that operate the big things. Today's budget has the people of our great state at its heart. That was the New South Wales Treasurer, Dominic Perrette. Now back to Jason and Laura. So at the beginning of the speech, he talks about pride in New South Wales, but New South Wales, of course, is a geographical area, but it's more than that, especially when he's concerned. It is the people that give him the bragging rights to say what he did, and it's the people that did the job for it. It's the corrections officers, it's the staff in schools, it's the health workers who contact traced. All those people went to work every day. Oh, and, mm. the, and the firefighters and, the, and all the staff at RFS and Forestry New South Wales... SES fire and rescue that got us through the bushfire season um and speaking of the bushfires you know they they pumped up they the budget looks like they've done everything they needed to do to prepare to make sure we're prepared for the next bushfire season the only thing they haven't done is provide funding for more firefighters and we did not have enough boots on the ground last season and we will continue not to and we will continue to rely on volunteers which it was clearly not a viable option last year, long term, when the fire season went for more than six months. You can't rely on volunteers to do that work. You need paid professional paid professional staff and firefighters doing that work. Uh, with National Parks, they said they've hired more staff, but the, the staff they've hired haven't come even close to the expertise of the staff that they got rid of in the past five years. Mm-hmm. And that will, again, see us suffering because they won't be doing you know, the, the pre-work to keep the places protected from fires and they won't be doing the the uh, expert work when it comes when the blazes start. Is there any mention at all of the public service aside from just like a blanket thank you? There is. There's a commitment to cap pay rises at 1.5%, which we've done some sums today. That's actually, we think, below inflation. Yeah. So your pay packet is going backwards. Right, right. But at the same time, there is this commitment to give out vouchers for restaurants and other leisure activities um, as a stimulus measure. Why do you think they would ignore the requests uh, that we've given for a pay rise to the public service uh, as a more effective and controlled stimulus measure? No one's planning for the future. They're just planning for the next election. Yeah, right. Like, they don't care if their money's... If, you know, they're outsourcing and privatising and cutting public sector wages and public sector jobs because it's going to be someone else's problem down the line. But it's just unfathomable that even after everything we've been through this year that they can't wake up to the fact that... The public service is what gets the nation and the state through crises. And given everything that's happened in 2020, we know that more crises are coming. We should be preparing the best we possibly can, and they're not listening. And beyond our, obviously, needs for our members to get better pay is that, particularly in the regions, there's our, there's towns in the regions that depend on public service wages. You've got mm-hmm. a town like Ivanhoe, which is pretty much 100%. Dependent on public service money. Yeah. Put money in there, suddenly a local cafe can survive. Absolutely. There would be businesses to go under because of this pay cut. The public servants, you know, they'd spend their wages directly back into their local economies. Um, 
So, yeah, it's a massive loss. And also public sector wages usually set the scale for the rest of um, wages to go to follow through. So this is just... This is kind of damning New South Wales as a whole into however long, you know, a future of stagnant wage growth and overall that'll really badly affect the economy. We're in a race to the bottom of wages. Yes. To end today's discussion, we're going to hear from the General Secretary, Stuart Little, and his thoughts on the budget. 60% of our members are working women, quite often the only breadwinner in their family. It's so important that they can maintain their standard of living. 40% of our members live and work in regional New South Wales. The pay rises that they receive are spent in cafes, in bars and restaurants, in their local community, supporting their local community. The strength and effectiveness of the union depends on you and your colleagues standing together. If you work in the New South Wales public service and the federal system, consider joining the PSA CPSU New South Wales. This movement is striving to make New South Wales and Australia a better place for all working people. United we bargain, divided we beg. Head to psa.asn.au forward slash join. Protect yourself and make a difference. Members can rest assured that the PSA is doing everything in its power to fight the government on this and we will continue to hold the government to account and we certainly intend to get out there and campaign against this ridiculous decision to effectively cut the salaries of our members. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.